Hi, friends, and welcome to the Real Love and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. Hello and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am doing a solo episode today and I'm excited to talk about this episode because this one is a very interesting one and I feel like I really want to tap into it a little bit more, break it down and take out the stigma of when it comes to the word diet. Because I'm going to start off with when you hear the word diet, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? And there's no right or wrong answer because most people, what I believe that comes to their mind is they think of calorie restriction. They think of being on a diet maybe when they were little, they think of, there's just a lot of things that come up to a lot of, to somebody. And I think that there's something to be said where the media has definitely brought this to our attention a lot more. And um, because everything comes to, you know, try my diet, do my diet, try the keto diet, try the veganism diet, try the beach body diet, try the I don't know, the California diet. Like there's just so many diets that we just think of calorie restriction. And it's kind of sad because when you look up the word diet, immediately on the Webster's dictionary, as I'm reading it verbatim right now, definition of diet, food and drink regularly provided or consumed, uh, habitual nourishment, the kind and amount of food prescribed for a person or animal for a specific reason. A regimen of eating and drinking sparingly so as it to reduce one's weight. In no way do we see everything that I just have basically spoken about when we think calorie restriction. We eat for ourselves at the end of the day. We eat to live. We eat to have energy. We eat to feel good so that we can keep up and work with our high performance, whether it be being a mom, whether it be being an athlete, whether it be being an entrepreneur, a CEO, working in corporate, working in a warehouse, wherever it is, you need to eat in order to have energy, in order to produce and perform doing your daily tasks, doing what life calls us to do. And I just wanted to talk about this today because I got canceled. That is right. I got asked to, I had an interview uh, booked for this, booked for a day. It doesn't matter what day because when this podcast goes up, it's all going to be kind of out the window. But I was booked to be on a podcast for Wednesday. And yesterday on Sunday, I got canceled because of basically my book that I had written. It's called Finally a Diet That Works for Me. And the thing is, like when I had my interview in order to do this podcast, um, 
we had the best conversation because she wanted to know everything that has made me and to where I am today that why I do what I do and why I'm an expert at what I do, which is what I love is because, you know, when you're doing a podcast, you want to make sure that you are aligned with the host that is basically asking you to be on the podcast. You want to make sure that the conversation flows. And this conversation definitely flew, um, flowed. And she asked me questions that I have never been asked before. She made me think. And I it got chills doing this because I was like, this is what more more we need more podcasts about. We need to have that electrifying energy. And we had that. And then as soon as I talked about my book, um, because that's part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm wanting to get out there with my book a lot more um, to, because I want to be out in the public. I want to definitely be a solution for people. This book is something that I'm very proud of and has written, I have written it from the heart. Um, but because I had the word, finally a diet, the word diet that works for me, she was triggered. And I, at first I was like kind of taken back, but that, uh, then secondly, I was like, well, this is a great topic to talk about because this book is not about being on a diet. This book is about, you know, that there's no one size fits all to when it comes to nutrition. It's basically figuring out a diet, which is eating that works for you, figuring out your body signals, the hunger cues, figuring out if you are allergic to dairy or gluten. This, this book helps you think about and analyze and become more aware of your body's needs. But she didn't like that it was called diet. And part of me was like, well, you know, and the marketing has to be a part of this book. You know, when the marketing is a, a word that people would type into Google or type into Amazon and like look for a diet, they, that is something that is a marketing tool. And there's no doubt about that. That's part of the reason why I had this uh, book title, like why I called it what it was. But it also is, there's so much more meaning behind the context of words. And so that's why I wanted to talk today about diet because I think that we've put a negative spin on what diet means in the world. I think that there's so much media foo-foo, poo-poo thing going on because, you know, we love buzzwords and we've made it into a calorie restriction. Restriction. We've made it into a negative where you just think of maybe your past and you're like looking at everything that you've been on because it has felt like a diet, but it's because we have been led to seeing, to led to, because we have been led in a way of what we see on social media, of what we see on television, on what we see on all these medium forms that we have put our own spin on. We think of only diet as being really restrictive. And it's not about that anymore. It's about making the diet work for you. And it is about figuring out, you know, what that consistency looks like for you. So, I know I've talked about this before, but I can't help but speak about it again because, I'm, you know, I think the more that we talk about it and we kind of say the same thing over and over that it will eventually connect where, you know, you have, you know, option A where we talk about, you know, someone that's starting with it with a personal trainer, right? And 
you basically just say you're about 42 years old. You've never worked out in a day in your life and you have joint pain, especially in the knees from being overweight. And your trainer wants you to perform the following where you go in and you do five sets of five doing squats, deadlifts, bench presses, burpees, battle ropes, endurance. Like you're doing all these things that are putting a lot of stress onto your body. And then Basically, you're set up for failure when you're doing something like that because you're going in all in. You have that mentality where you want to lose weight. That's why you're seeing a personal trainer. You're wanting to be led on the path of good health. You're wanting to understand what you should be doing first. So why do we go all of a sudden all in for all this like bullshit of you know being led down a dark path that you're going to quit? As opposed to, you know, doing option B where you're going through a physical assessment on the body's functionality. You're organizing a stretching reg regimen because of the joint pain that you have in your knees. You haven't worked out probably in a long time. So you're trying to loosen the body's joints and muscles up a little bit more. And then you want to do some like you know, resistance training to demonstrate your body what how to connect that mind muscle connection. But we're, we're not taught to do that. We're taught to go all in and not understanding our body's cues, hunger cues, understanding our body's physical, you know, feelings where we're constantly eating, you know, for instance, COVID-19. I have a lot of people that I've been talking to. They are like, everyone binge watches Netflix right now because there's not too much to do. And so what do you do when you're doing that? You're kind of probably eating a bag of potato chips or popcorn and not saying anything's bad here, but too much of something is not good, but it's mindlessly eating where you're not understanding like, oh, maybe I'm over full now, but you're not paying attention to those hunger cues because you're constantly, you know, not paying attention. Well, yeah. You're not paying attention to hunger cues. You're not paying attention to your body. You're not paying attention to, you know, the time that's going by as you're watching it. You're going from the first half, half an hour to episode and you're probably binge watched to the 10th one because and you're looking at the whole time like, what have you been doing? And that's where we've lost sense of ourselves. And so being canceled on this show, you know, I'm not disappointed by any stretch. I think this has enabled me to talk about a topic that I didn't really think I needed to talk to you about. But when she was triggered by my book title, I couldn't help but be like, we need to bring this up more because a diet doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's how we perceive things and how we look at things. And we have a negative connotation because of something that's happened in our past. We obviously haven't worked through it. And we need to because we need to know where things come from in order to make that change. And so this is why I thought we, I wanted to bring it up because what does diet mean to you? After hearing my little bit of a spiel, I want to know what it means to you now because I want you to understand that the only diet that really works at the end of the day is one that you can stick to, you know, is one that is sustainable for your future, that makes you feel happy and want to eat and take really take ownership of your health, take ownership of your, you know, when you're making food at night for your family, for yourself, make it fun. Why does diets have to be not fun? You know, Kevin, and Kevin's taught me this where he loves cooking, you know, and I'm very blessed that he does love cooking because that doesn't come natural to me. I will eat because, you know, and I will make food, but sometimes I get lost where it's just like in the mundane chore, chore that we have to do. So he takes love for it, which he's made me help me see that, you know, he looks at it more as a meditative 
meditative time for himself, a way to decompress for when he comes home after a long day of work. He's looked at it that he looks at it that way where I never have, where I've learned from, you know, my mom and my dad and God bless their souls. But like my mom, she, you know, she was a working woman. She'd come home and then make dinner and it was always constantly go, go, go. And that is the mom lifestyle. Believe me. I don't know that yet, but I know I'm on my way of learning that. But at the same time, I want to remember all the making this a habit where, you know, it can be fun too. We're eating for our health at the end of the day. We're not eating just to survive. We're eating to thrive in our life because everything that we do, it is surrounded by food in the end. And so I just want the diet to help you understand the diet does it must serve the body. It must be sustainable. And to achieve this, the diet must be flexible and the diet must be, become, become a part of your lifestyle. So anything that you love to eat, take a, take, like, take stock of that, right? Write it all down. This is what I would, this is what I tell my clients to do. Write everything down that you love to eat. And then what I love them to do is to send it back to me because then I want to help someone understand, you know, everything that you love is not bad. It's just like, how do I make this work better for me? Because again, if, if you do you even know if you're gluten sensitive for me I had no idea but I do know that over time and a lot of um, you know quick fix diets that there's something that definitely didn't work for me which was gluten my, it kept my tummy really puffed out bloated I looked like you know I was always had like it looked like I had a food baby especially in dairy did the same thing for myself so until I substituted it and didn't eat it for about two two weeks I would say two to four weeks is definitely a great way to start understanding if there's something, a shift that you need to make in your diet, but then you can start seeing what you need to substitute it in order to make it work better for you. Because then after that, your inflammation is going to go down in your tummy. You are going to notice a difference in your energy. You're probably going to notice a difference in your bowel movements. You're probably going to know a difference in your attitude and how you show up and the irritability that you probably feel, but you don't know unless you start taking, it's like taking stock of what you like and then making alternatives, trying something out and seeing how it goes. Most, but we live a quick a quick fix life right now. We where we want to see results right away. And although that is nice to see, is it sustainable? And is it something that you can continue to do? If it's probably not, and this is like another way to look at it. If it, um, let me, uh, I'm trying to just break this down because my mind is going like a million miles a minute because I am excited to talk about this because I am fueled up a little bit from the finding out that I was canceled that, you know, uh, where was it going? That basically, you know, when you give yourself time to figure out what's happening in your body, you can start making the necessary changes. And one thing that I have learned in my 10 years, well, it has, I've been really good for the past four years, but in the first six years of dieting and always looking for those special quick fixes is that my attitude was the most poor one out of it. Even though I, I saw a difference in my transformation, I always kept going back and feeling negative and second guessing everything and being mad at myself if I even went off diet for a, like just a treat and stuff like that. And that can cause you to feel so mind fucked because you're so, you're so happy one minute, but then like the next minute you're like a yo-yo because you think that everything should be perfect and not everything is going to be perfect. And the perfectionist mindset is the worst mindset to have because you're always setting yourself up for failure. So Basically, in closing, where I just wanted to 
just leave you off with is that remember that it's overall calorie balance over a longer time period that will cause the changes you want to see. You, the individual that I'm talking to, need to have discipline and consistency in what you are choosing to eat. Paired with the right fitness and mindset, you can make a diet that achieves your goals and still have fun. And if you have never or recently or not recently been on a diet, then you need to understand and listen to your hunger cues. Hunger is actually normal and it is a good thing. Believe me, that's when you know the metabolism is working. It just takes getting used to. We love to live a comfortable life. We love to constantly feed ourselves because if we're hungry, then we don't know how to react. We don't know how to feel. And we're going to we go from one end of the spectrum to the next. But when you're hungry, if it's tolerable, you will know. But if you're at the point where you're angry, then you know you need to eat. But the just having a little bit of hunger, like right now I'm a little bit hungry because I know it's almost, you know, we're getting to dinner. So this is where you need to have either a glass of water or if you do want to eat something, have it to be something that's not just chips or anything like that. Don't just give yourself like this, like, cause you're hungry and need something right then and there. Go to something that you would not necessarily go to, like having maybe a little bit of grapes, an apple, maybe some almonds, maybe some rice cakes, like a couple rice cakes, but don't go to the extreme of going and munching and then you're eating that, you're spoiling your dinner and then you are not going to eat your dinner or you're going to eat your dinner, but then you've overate. So tolerable hunger is something that you need to play around with. And so, and then when you're doing that, go from like eating dinner to 80% full. And so when you have that first breath after you eat, then you know, you know you're at almost about 80% full. I would start weaning off of eating because you don't need to have it. Save the rest for like lunch tomorrow and ha- or a snack. But like I love leftovers the next day for lunch. Like that's my go-to all the time. I live for that. And then basically from there, use the hunger productivity with the guidance of someone that like, if you want to know more about it, you need to talk to someone and be brutally honest with yourself if you really do understand. So these are just like some of the ways that I've talked to my clients. I've given my clients a lot of like these solutions, but I, at the end of the day, what I was just wanting to talk to you about is that, you know, be okay. Like sometimes when you're talking, like, like it's not a part of my diet or this is a part of my diet, like be okay with that terminology. It doesn't have to be like you're living in a diet. Give yourself a little bit of a break about that because you're figuring yourself out and who you are and it takes time. And that's one thing I'm really happy with at the beginning when I started my journey and worked with a personal trainer is I gave myself a lot of time to start understanding my body. And she really gave me so many good tips that like it helped me to connect the dots as I was going through. And I think that's the best way to learn is from people that who have done it so that you know that what you're doing is along the same lines and you're doing it right. Because that's one thing, like if you're constantly second guessing yourself, then you're making yourself more miserable. And so I leave you with this, that if you are on a diet, it is okay. And be consistent with it. Be consistent with your lifestyle. And basically be consistent with where you are going to go. 
All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you got any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me. And that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.